Hi, and welcome to Real Doofs, the Lunch Table Sessions. I'm Drew. I'm Brian. I'm Joe. And this was a movie podcast, but now we talk about pretty much, uh, well, any, not, I mean, we, we talk a lot that, I mean, yeah, we fucking bullshit all over the place, but, uh, mainly right now we are watching, um, TV shows that we should have seen or just wanted to see. Uh, we looked at a big list of a bunch of stuff and we said, Hey, let's uh, take a look at some of these. So we are watching pilot episodes of, um, important TV shows, Bullshit TV shows. You know, we've gone every direction so far, Real Rob. Um, so uh, today we are uh, trying another one of HBO's finest. Um, today we are watching the uh, highly acclaimed series Six Feet Under. And personally, I'm excited to share it with you guys. Um, I remember watching it the very first time. And and it is striking a chord for some reason. So I hope that you guys have some kind of of the same feeling with it. Um, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I I Are have you, no no idea yeah. what the show is. I've never heard of it. I didn't even know it was an HBO show. Um, but yes, I don't uh, know. I guess I have to make guesses based off the title. And yeah, the fact which would that be you said great. it was like a comedy comedy drama. Yes, yep. Okay. Um, another, another thing to note is that the uh, creator of the show has actually done uh, several other shows with HBO. Uh, his other show that was probably his mo- uh, most popular show was called True Blood. If you've ever heard of True uh. Blood, uh, Alan Ball is the creator of the show. He created this. He also brought True Blood from book to screen. Um for HBO as well. HBO, I think I'd said it before. HBO really likes to work with people who do them well. So um, Alan Ball has been very successful there. This was from 2001 to 2006 or 2005. 2005. So 2001 to 2005. Um, Yeah. So I am uh, excited to hear what you guys think that True Blood is, or not True Blood, Jesus, that Six Feet Under is about. <laughs> this well, is the funny Tom thing, by Selleck. the way. Um, my mind has been so scrambled, Brian. Earlier when I was uh, titling my note, Six Feet Under, I also titled it Six Feet Bones because you were talking about the Bones <laughs> coffee. So I was like, wait, this doesn't look right. Six Feet Bones? No. Yeah, so... Anyway, just to let you know where I'm at right now mentally, I'm ready. Let's mm. do it. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I just did like this a real strong energy. Yeah, dude, I just did one of those like Hulk Hogan or um or like uh, wrestler strongman poses where I just like like you know flex the muscles. But anyway, oh, wow. so what do you think this is again? What do you think this show's about? So I think it's a love story. And it takes place between two characters, um, uh, William and Nicholas. And they both work at a cemetery uh, Uh. and they don't really get a chance. Like one of them isn't really, you know, uh, into the relationship, but the other one is. And the only time that they really get a chance to talk to each other is when they get uh, sent out to, to, 
dig a hole. So they only really get to talk uh, when they're six feet under digging a hole for the for the bodies. So I each episode that. is like prepping for a funeral. Um, and then it's them like, you and know, it's the like just like a just like a development of their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Is it, That's is cool. it a romantic relationship that. or is it like a love for that person? Hmm. Oh, for the person that they're burying or each no, other? No, each other. Like, is it a, is it a romantic relationship or is it like one of the, it's like a loving relationship like that grows over, like over this time. Oh, that's very good too. Uh, I think it could, I think it could go either way. Okay. I like the idea of it being a romantic relationship. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like, I really like that idea of, I'm going to go a little, little, slightly different direction. I like that yeah. idea of like the relationship building because um, dealing with death is very emotional. And I like that, you know, two people are building a relationship six feet under, et cetera. I think somebody dies and then uh, another character starts building a relationship with the person who died, not through obviously because they're dead, not through knowing them, but learning about them and like realizing oh. that they would have been either, either they would have been close or they kind of just like, they kind of, they kind of develop like an emotional connection for this person that, um, that died and, and they either, oh. they either maybe, maybe they knew them before or maybe they didn't know them at all, but, I like that idea of like building relationships involved with being six feet under. So like it's a, like a murder detective or like a, the person who writes the obituaries or something like that. Like someone who by job definition has to learn about the person who died. Yeah. Or are you yeah, saying it's definitely. someone who did know them in life? Um, either or I, I'll go, I'll go, they didn't know them and they're learning about them and they're kind of just building a relationship about building kind of like a, uh, a post relationship with them, um, after Mm. they're gone. Yeah. So, so yeah, either, either they're like solving, it's not really, it's a comedy drama. So I guess there could be some like drama involved with trying to figure out a case or something, but um, yeah, it's usually yeah, maybe funny. it's like, yeah, maybe it's like writing a story about them or, or, or like writing their obituary or something. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> when do you think this takes, takes place? Present day. Just cause I can see the thumbnail of a guy Fair. wearing okay what looks like present day clothes <laughs> okay okay uh that was gonna be my first guess and i was only gonna guess like 1950s to counter your guess <laughs> but since you saw the thumbnail okay cool all right great where do you think it takes place where's a place where a lot of people die do you think this uh, is going to be about America right now? Yeah, it's fair. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's about one person who dies or each time someone dies, the main character like learns stuff about them and oh. like gets like a little too involved in, in what that person was? 
Because I feel like it could be one really influential person and it goes through, you know, it's all the people that they like affected throughout their life. And that's what the show's about. Or it's one person who buries a lot of people. Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh, that's Um, interesting. Yeah, I like that. I think think I'm going to guess the one person dies and they influenced a bunch of different things that we get to see. If that's the case, it's, it's gotta be like a, a, maybe not quite as big as like New York or Chicago, but like a bigger ish town. Yeah. Slash city. Uh, yeah. I like, like that. Philadelphia. Yeah. Or Ooh. Nash, yeah. I Austin. like that. Ooh, like yeah. not was, quite a huge gonna... town. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, the outskirts of like Chicago, like the suburbs mm. of Chicago or something. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, whatever part of the, the city that like, um, home alone takes place in. <laughs> yeah. How, help us out. How close, how close to the city is the home alone area? Uh, so wait, you're saying from your guesses, from both your guesses, um, if if I were to take the location of Home Alone and then take it to the location of Six Feet Under, how close are you? You are thousands of miles off. Okay. Okay. Uh, so West Coast. Uh, Home Alone takes place in Winnetka, Winnetka, Illinois. Mm. Oh, you found that really fast. I typed in home alone address into Google Maps and it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Winnetka, Winnetka, whatever it is. Oh, man. Oh, it's in the suburbs of Chicago. Well, it's kind of in a little closer Mm. to Chicago, but it's in Chicago. (sighs) Okay. So now uh, moving away from home alone. Um what do you guys actually think happens in this first episode? They, someone dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Someone dies or, or people are digging a hole. Um, and uh, if it's, you know, someone dies, then we see all the characters or we see a few characters find out that they died and, they either get really sad or really happy and we get to see how their relationships were with this person. Or if they didn't Mm -hmm. have a relationship, we get to start seeing someone develop a relationship with this person or about this person's Um, life. Ooh, then maybe it opens at the funeral. So they're like already dead. And then we immediately see like the interactions between the different characters. Yeah. Dealing with that that death. Like it opens right in media res dealing with the death that is. Ooh. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like a really good prequel show opportunity would be this person's life. And when they were around, um, but Mm. this show is all about them after they've already died. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Like then that. it puts it us starts... in the same. It puts us in the same place as those characters, right? Like we're learning about that person as some of the characters are. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. If it's not that, I'm going to be disappointed, Drew. 
Awesome. <laughs> I, um, I love it. Honestly, I think that's a great guess. Um, so are you guys, do you have any final things you want to guess or would you like to hear uh, your guesses thus far? Mm. I'm a lot of mm. guesses. Okay. Um, I'm all out too. I, let me ask you, um, do you think there are any actors that you will recognize in this very first episode? Yes. Mm. There <laughs> may be. Maybe. Okay. So we get a yes and a no. So it sounds like Joe was thinking no. Yeah, um, I was going to say no, just right off the bat, no. Okay. Yeah. I, I think you will recognize at least two people. Uh, possibly three. All right. Are you guys ready to hear your guesses? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We are guessing that Six Feet Under is a love story that takes place between two characters, Will and Nick. Um, and they work at a cemetery. One of them is into the other, into the relationship. The other one really isn't, but they don't really know about the relationship either and they don't really talk unless they are burying bodies together um <clears throat> so every episode sets up like a funeral um someone dies and another character builds a relationship with the character over time after learning more about them um could be a uh, a, a quote-unquote murder detective um we call that a homicide detective as well, um, or someone who writes obits and they learn about them and have and have like a post relationship with them uh, based on like this new knowledge they find out. Uh, we believe it's present day due to a technicality of Joe seeing a thumbnail on the uh, thing. You saw people in present day clothing. Mm -hmm. um, one person buries a lot of people. Or is it that one person dies and they've influenced a lot of people and we learn about that? Also, could be based in Philly, not a huge town. Maybe the outskirts of Chicago, wherever Home Alone takes place. <laughs> also, when I told them that it was different, they said West Coast instead. Well, Brian said it. So now... Um, let me do my thing here, gentlemen, and I will read to you the text-to-speech version of what you believe happens in the first episode. <laughs> <clears throat> Get ready for the run-on sentence. Uh, here we go. Someone dies, right? Yes, on Monday. Or, or, or someone's digging a hole, and if it's someone dies, then we see all the characters or sees some of the characters find out that they died and they either get really sad or really happy, or we get to see how their relationship really works with the person. Or if they don't have a relationship, he gets 13. Someone develops a relationship with this person over their life who may, maybe uh, it opens at the funeral. So they already dead. And then we immediately see the interactions between different characters dealing with the death like it opens in media raz dealing with the death and then it it is and i feel like a really good prequel show opportunity is this person's life and then when they're around but this show is all about them dead and after they're dead already dead yeah yeah i like that it puts us in the same place as characters where we learn about that person as some of the characters are yeah yeah that's cool 
I think we have a lot of good stuff in there. Um, (laughs) So really excited to see where we go with it. Um, One thing I will tell you, and I'd like you to think about this and we'll ask, we'll get the answer after the show is over. Um, There is a very specific thing that happens in the beginning of every episode. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't know if it actually happens in the pilot, but it happens every episode, at least every episode after. I believe it also happens in the pilot. But uh, pretty much every episode starts with a mostly random person dying, and we see their death. And Mm. then they're brought to, and I don't want to see where they're brought to, because that's a part of your guesses. Um, Out of the 50-odd episodes of this show, 50, 60 episodes... Just take a guess and think, what do you think is the craziest death that we will actually, that that people will see if they continue watching the show? Think about it. Don't answer now. We will uh, talk about it. But I will tell you, there are extremely strange, funny, random, sad uh, deaths that happen in every episode. And that's, like I said, the basis of how the show starts generally is somebody is brought somewhere and it's brought into these people's lives. So... Um, think about that and then guys whenever you're ready we're ready to go and watch six feet under so yeah that was six feet under the pilot episode guys what did you think of it uh i thought it was really good i liked the dichotomy of like dealing with something that's like the most dark thing and then juxtaposing that with just like funny infomercials and humor and comedic elements and, and like showing you scenes where it's like, it's not what really happens, but what the person wants to do. Yes. Yes. Things yeah. is happening is that's a really funny trope. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And I really like how exactly like what Brown is saying. It's, it's a comedy about this dark time and we're learning about their relationship, even though he's dead. So that's kind of what we guessed, which is cool. We'll get into the guesses later, but I don't know if I could watch, we'll get into this later mm. though. Okay. So I was, I, yeah. no, no, no. I'll say it now. No, I just don't know if I could it. watch how many seasons of the show. Five seasons. I don't know five if I could seasons. watch like five seasons of what we just watched. Like, I need a new, like, I I think you said everybody dies in the beginning of the episode. So that might be a new, like, refresher for every episode. But if it's going to continue on these, like, five characters and the way this, the pacing of this first episode, I don't know if I could watch five seasons of that. But yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll talk about that. If I remember correctly, because I haven't watched this in a very long time, but if I remember correctly, season one really is about the family being together and everyone slowly coming to uh to terms with their grief um with losing their father so in the first episode we see how uh their father um in some way their own grief they have their own version of him that they kind of either talk to or they they you know have some sort of guilt or they feel excitement or, or happiness or upset um and everybody experiences this throughout the season one of the family. Um, and again, I don't know if you guys are planning on rewatching more. I won't, I don't have to say it now, so I won't spoil any much going forward, but I will say it's them coming to terms with it. And everybody uh, throughout the season will keep seeing uh, Richard Jenkins or their, or their father. Um, but 
by the end, they kind of have made peace and, and he, he kind of leaves them um, except for one character. Um, you think he's left him and then he sees that character sees him uh, like right at the end, you know, there's still something left. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's very interesting, but it's really about the family um, and, you know, going forward with them. But I, what I was saying was, Every episode does start with a random, mostly random person dying and then them being brought to the funeral home. And they're kind of a subplot almost oh, okay. um, going forward. So we we get we might even get mm. a little story about that person, their life, or someone figures something out, or Federico has to do some major reconstruction. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it, it's a very interesting way to start. Um, and man, I, and I'm not kidding when some of the deaths that you see are funny and I hate to say that about death, but some of them are funny the way of what happens to the person. Some of them are, Mm. are, are gruesome. Some of them are extremely sad too. Um, and, and, and sometimes they're actually like tasteful. They don't like make fun of, uh, like a really serious one, um, or something like that. So it's certainly, um, a very interesting concept. Um, I'm glad That's that you cool. guys, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed what you saw, at least on the first episode. Um, it's such an interesting way to, it's, it's a very interesting concept to do a show about grief and mm. how people deal with it and actually not only make it, um, uh, emotional, impactful, but also make it funny. It's kind of, uh, you have to tread very lightly how you do that. And I think they did yeah. this so well. Um, you know, the other thing is, think about the time, 2001, this came out, and um, we're looking at it nearly 20 years later. A lot of stuff didn't hold up. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, things that you can't you can't complain about. I mean, the cell phones were so old school. Even um, uh, the girl there, uh, I think Brenda, um, she had that cell phone where it had the little microphone piece that popped out. Um, like a little, little tiny, like, like stick with a microphone on the end. Oh my God. Classic. <laughs> the, um, uh, oh, oh, the antenna. Yeah. The, the, well, there was an antenna on the top, but there was a microphone on the bottom that she actually was talking into when she was at her house. Oh. Like, yeah. There's a little tiny, oh, like microphone. That. <laughs> oh my God. It, it literally like if you, it's, it is when you make the cell phone motion with your hand, with the thumb up as antenna and pinky out as microphone, or like, that's like the regular hand. That's what it looked like. It's like a little, little pinky finger that had a microphone on it. Oh, funny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so what were some things you guys liked about it? I, I, I mean, I guess we kind of already talked about that. Well, I guess what about some things you didn't like about it? Uh, Any complaints? I, uh, I guess I, I can't really, can't really say this without having watched the whole thing, but if it was that kind of pacing for the rest of the season, I don't know. I, I feel like it's missing something to keep me a bit hooked. Cause I okay. think, cause I, I was think, starting to lose interest towards the end a little bit. Right. Right. I, I like, mm. like I do really like the style and, and the way it's dealing with everything, but it, it's, 
it there's almost like it, it's missing it's missing some kind of plot some kind of additional plot besides the character and the family and the way they're developing with the relationship with the dad i guess if that's all it's gonna go then i feel like that's what i wouldn't like about it um yeah. Yeah, that that's a good point also because this first episode didn't really uh, establish like a long-standing plot. It was kind of a almost felt like a one and done except the only, yeah. not really cliffhanger, but it was right, like a short right. movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say this could have been like a standalone movie if they extended it maybe like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. 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 It it does go deep. It does go a lot further um throughout um but I think I've even when I we've talked about this weeks ago, I brought a few details up, and I think I even mentioned um, this is one of those series where seasons one and two actually are very very good seasons, and it started to lose me in season three and four, um, like so much so that I was extremely bored. The long face guy comes back <laughs> um, as a bigger uh. part that just he shouldn't have, um, but season five got it back on track and had one of. Um, one of, if not the absolute best series uh, ending, like show ending I've seen. Um, I mean, I will, uh, if, if you guys will talk a little further, I'll spoil things if it gets to the point where we can spoil things, but I don't want to say anything yet. Um, yeah. How about uh, favorite scenes? I think I like the, um, uh the funeral scene where it was where they heavily used the like alternative reality uh technique with Michael C Hall and the girl comes up to him and is, ta- and is talking and it just mm-hmm. gives her like an alternate script that he thinks he's hearing and then he just cuz previously they showed him yelling but he didn't really yell and then that yeah. triggers him to just like scream and just like loud uh <laughs> Michael C. Hall is really fun because he's so like quiet and reserved and like sort of a similar character on Dexter, but here he's a bit more just like Mm -hmm. uh, quick to anger or whatever. (laughs) I like Mm -hmm. it. Yep. My favorite scene was probably when Frederico was doing his thing doing what he does best and that's the the what's the position mortician is that uh, it's like no i can't he's a mortician uh i mean he's a mortician i, I think but he reconstructive something yeah he yeah what, like, yeah when he was yeah. when he was doing that a bit and he was like in his in his zone and then he was showing off the different uh you know his his the his, his uh, best of his work yeah his best work yeah, yeah. yeah. he was showing that up <laughs> i like that scene i, don't know. I thought it was interesting because I, I i've never really seen like what goes into that kind of yeah uh, thing and and the different products i really liked the the ads like every every time i saw one of those ads that was that was a cool no, that was pretty good scene. yeah and i think that was meant to kind of break up the um the pacing part of it too because yeah i don't believe yeah. the ads i don't think there are any other ads i don't and later in the season going forward there's no yeah, more okay. light as far as i remember there's not um but um again it's it's it, the show has a little bit of a different feel going forward also this was mm-hmm. that establishing episode i think my favorite uh scene was the actual funeral where um where nate um takes the dirt instead of like gets his hands dirty doesn't yeah. use the salt and pepper shaker and he gets his hand dirty and then his mother 
finally uh, grieves it out the way that that um, Nate has was talking about how the Italian, the old Italian women on this little island uh, would do it, where it was like they scream and they they cry, and they, it's like more almost to him. He thought it was more therapeutic, uh, yeah. but it embarrasses uh, David um, obviously right. because he's so formulaic and and follows the plan that he felt that it was almost like a disgrace or it almost like kind of um, made it look like a joke, what their business is. Um, So it was a really interesting scene, but to have her finally be able to grieve out and then, you know, see these, the finally get to hear like when David uh, tells Nate, like, you know, what that meant to him and and how it, it almost embarrassed him versus, you know, everyone dealing with it differently. I thought that was a really good scene. One of the better ones in the show. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> Should we go over our guesses, gentlemen? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Six Feet Under is a love story that takes place between two characters, Will and Nick, mm. uh, who work at a cemetery one is not into the relationship and the other one is, or one is, is into the relationship. The other one is not because they don't really know necessarily what's happening. And they really only talk when they bury the bodies together and every episode sets up a funeral. Um, several things are right about that. I mean, we did see Will and Nick at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so true. we just didn't really get into like how far their relationship um had had progressed at this point um right. and essentially this show accurately every episode sets up a funeral um mm-hmm. so that's also accurate um so yeah i would say that that you could have a quarter of a point for that nice. um <laughs> So he said somebody dies and another character builds a relationship with the character over time after learning more about them. Um, Symbolically, that's actually very accurate. Um, Mm. Everybody is um, not necessarily learning new things, but um, um, projecting the, the death and seeing this character throughout and, and either exposing themselves, feeling exposed or learning something new about that person. Um, so I definitely think that actually, uh, works in a very broad sense. Um, Mm. someone is a murder detective or someone Mm -hmm. who writes obituaries and they learn about them and have like this post relationship with them due to learning new things that, that I can't Mm. give you anything. Um, it is date, uh, Based present day to when the series came out due to a technicality of Joe seeing a thumbnail of the uh, show. Yes, accurate. That is very good. Nice. Um, one person dies or each time someone new dies, the main character gets to know them somehow. Um, yeah, I mean, one person dies and our characters do kind of continue that relationship or or deal with ending that relationship. Um. One person buries a lot of people. Uh, I mean, they don't really do the burying, but they are involved. One person dies and they've influenced a lot of people. That is very accurate. Um, let's That's see what happened. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this takes place in Philly um, or not a huge town or the outskirts of Chicago, wherever Home Alone took place. <laughs> 
Also, uh, unfortunate. No, we we were. It was Christmas time. It was very warm. It was the West Coast. And then let's see how accurate our text to speech uh, guess was. Someone dies, right? Yes, on Mondays, or 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 someone digging a hole. And if it's someone dies, then we see all the characters or sees some characters find out they all died, and they either get really sad or really happy, or we really get to see how their relationships really worked with the person. If or if they don't have a relationship, he gets 13 someone develop a relationship with this person over their life who then maybe it opens at a funeral. So they're like already dead. And then we immediately see the interactions between different characters dealing with the death like it opens in media Raz dealing with the death that is and I feel like a really good prequel show opportunity is this person's life and when they're around but this show is about them after they're already dead yeah yeah I like that it puts us in the same place as those characters where we learn about that person as some of the characters are yeah yeah that's cool um you got a lot of that right i feel like you guys yeah. nailed it um yeah especially on that raz i was gonna say that media raz really does it for me man mm. um so i had said to you guys to think about this um every episode does start with a mostly random person who ends up dying in the opening scene and they are brought at some point in the episode to the funeral home um what do you think is probably going to be the craziest death that you will have witnessed in the show? Random guess. Hmm. Run over by golf cart. That's a good one. Um, that is a good one. Um, hold on, Joe, before you guess, I will give you yep. a few moments to continue on. Brian, the closest that I can recall to what you just said um, is a death where a, a person going to work gets in his truck, puts the truck in reverse slowly. He's got his foot on the brake and he's the car is backing up and he's got the door open. He's reaching out to grab the newspaper on the ground, falls out of the car, head under the tire, ba-boom, over him. <laughs> that is the closest I can personally recall without looking it up to someone being run over by a golf cart. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the big risk, right? You know, you, you'll lean out of the car to pick up a newspaper. Every time I do that, I always, <laughs> yeah. but Brian, you always, get... yeah, but you always put your seatbelt on. So, you know, like good for you. That's true. Yep. Joe, I kind of, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to make a joke about like bungee, like I have my seatbelts are bungee, so I like bungee down to get it and then I bungee back up, but it wasn't going to be funny. <laughs> uh, okay, Joe, what do, what do you think is the uh, strangest or craziest death that you might see in the show? Um, I'm going to guess like something falling on somebody like an air conditioner or a piano falling on somebody. Uh, I believe that something falls on somebody in the show. Um, <laughs> Brian, do you, you can just do a quick little check there. Um, yeah, I think 
I'm pretty sure that that scenario happens. I believe something falls on somebody. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, The uh, internet uh, says that the craziest death scene opening from um, this show is actually very much like a horror movie. There's a scene where a couple people are trapped in an elevator and this guy heroically gets a uh, pregnant woman out and then the elevator cuts him in half. Oh, oh. shit. Yes. Um, personally, I, again, watched this show years ago. There are two very specific deaths that stuck out for me. Um the one scene of this um, of the show opens in one of the seasons where there's like a line of people outside ready to go into like a daytime talk show. They're like standing outside, loving life, just waiting. And they're a little bit older. And one of the women, she just gets a nosebleed and <laughs> just doesn't stop. Oh, she no. just bleeds out. Yeah, out. I remember being shocked about that, being like, holy shit, can that happen? Because, like, <laughs> these things, yeah, these are things that like can actually happen. And then the other one that I think is probably the most shocking or um, personally like one for me, it was uh, a few girls, either a bachelorette, bachelorette party or just a few girls partying at night. They had a rented limo and they were going down the streets of Los Angeles, uh, busy areas, and they were all taking turns um, standing with, uh, you know, being out of the um, the moonroof or the sunroof, yeah. standing yeah. and screaming, yelling, and one of them gets clipped by a um, stoplight. Oh. She's, she's taller and she gets clipped from the mouth. So all that's left is her <gasps> lower jaw. And and Federico puts her back together perfectly and another funeral home tries to buy him out to have them work for him, for have him work for them. That's awesome. Dude, he (laughs) makes it look as if it's like she's the like same person like open casket they were able to do. It was nuts, man. That one I remember being like, oh my God. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) Um, cool as in in the show death in general not so yeah. much yeah um, uh, Joe I found yours on the list and it's uh, it's uh, gets hit in the head with a lunchbox that was dropped off of like a high rise <laughs> like a metal lunchbox falls on someone's okay. head lunchbox air conditioner yeah yeah pretty close <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm also yeah. going through and there's a bunch of wild stuff and then somewhere in the middle of season uh, four or three it's just like three in a row car accident car accident car accident i'm like wow you really phoned it in there right yeah the end. um well to, to without uh, spoiling too much a few deaths actually um um are connected okay a few de- i don't remember if the car accidents ones are but there is one that it throws you off because it's a death that happens in the 70s or or something and you're like how that can't be brought to the funeral home and a few like like uh either episodes or the next season there's a connection to that death it's really Mm -hmm. weird they actually they get really inventive um 
Yeah, they do. It's wild. But um, okay, so we talked about some of that. Um, so let's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's meter time, guys. I think it's. Uh, I think it's meter time. It's weird. Yeah. It's, like, it's meter time. Um, let me see. Punch. Thank you. Thank there you. There it thank is. You. Is it here? It was that. Yeah. Okay. That was it. It was un. I opened up, turned on, and uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it said. It sounded like welcome bunch. Falcon punch. Oh, Falcon punch. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Um, <laughs> good. It's been primed. Oh, yeah, it's primed it's now. Prime. On and primed. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Bry Guy, what do you think? Uh, would you keep watching the show? I would keep watching the show. I think it was entertaining enough for me to for me to keep watching it. I was like uh, losing focus on it towards the end. Mm. Um, but I I think I like the I like the humor style. I like the way it handles things uh i really like michael c hall uh so i'd I'd definitely be interested in watching more awesome joe what do you think i would not keep watching this i i don't think i would keep watching the show um it wasn't i didn't love it i liked it it was entertaining it 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 was it was kind of unique in some ways but I wasn't super in love with it. Um, I do. I would. I would uh, try watching another show with Michael C. Hall because he was he was interesting, um, entertaining to watch. So yeah, awesome. Um, all right. Well, that is fantastic. Um, I I don't um, I don't know personally. Also, just to be completely frank, I don't know if I would keep watching it again i don't you know <laughs> i i really enjoyed it and i would love to rewatch season one and two but i remember uh, 15 years ago uh disliking season three and four and maybe maybe i would like it now that i'm a little bit older um uh just to kind of go uh back and go into some of the um Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it uh, that we've been doing confessions um, I've been rewatching the wire and I'm in season three right now which I remember not liking and I am freaking loving it oh, like nice. <laughs> I am so into it and I'm like holy shit this is such a good season that I I feel like when I finish I'm going to be like why didn't I like seasons three and four as much so <laughs> Maybe, maybe as I have gotten older, I mean, again, I was 20 ish, 21 when I watched this the first time. Um, so a bit of time's passed. My perspectives have changed. So maybe I would enjoy it more. Um, I will tell you one thing that, that remains, um, for me at least is, uh, the mother, uh, Ruth. Um, I remember when I was younger being frequently annoyed with her, um, but now rewatching, understanding that it's a very interesting way that she grieves. And um, I think yeah. I'm a little more forgiving yeah. of that. So <laughs> okay. I guess maybe I would, maybe in another year or two, maybe I'll give it another shot. But I don't think I'd continue it from watching it after with you guys. Mm, okay. Yeah. But uh, Brian, if you ever do need, I do have the... Uh, 
digital versatile discs. Okay. Um, if you ever wanted to uh, put those on. I, okay. I have no idea what DVD actually stood for, but that, that makes yes, sense. Now, now you know. A lot of Thank people you. thought it was digital video, but it's digital versatile. Hmm. I know. The more you know. Ding, ding, ding. What is right. what is VHS? Video home? I, I don't know. I don't actually know. Oh no. Are we all too old for that? Or young? That's the, that's a bit um, you know, that's yeah, that one's gone. and I'm surprised. I haven't even heard Brian clicking around yet. Oh, there it is. Because Brian's yeah, like, what's a VHS? Like video home system. Yeah, that's oh, not right. I was close. Video yeah, home, so okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Should I I'll just put the meter away real quick? Yeah, please, please, please. There we go. It's away. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. Do any of you guys have any other confessions? Have you uh, watched or tried anything even off of our list? Anything different? I watched the, um, it came out on Netflix recently, The Old Guard. Um, oh, yeah. How was it? Very good. Was uh, it? Shirley mm. Theron is like an action star. It was super cool. And I love anything that gets like conspiracy theory, like superheroes that have been around for mm. a long time type of thing. It was very good. Um, it's also like the first, I guess it's the first like comic book movie to be directed by like a, a black woman. Oh, no um, shit. Yeah, it was just pretty dope. It was really good. It's uh, Gina Prince Blythewood, which mm-hmm. I checked to see if she directed anything else. And the only <laughs> thing that like looks familiar is the prequel to to Jerry Seinfeld's B movie, The Secret Life of Bees. <laughs> I think it's the prequel to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, old, the old guard, very fucking, it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. I actually thought it was a series at first when we started yeah. watching it and we were like, why isn't this first episode over? And it's like, Oh, it's just a movie. <laughs> nice. um, yeah. Really good. Joe, anything from you? No, I know. No confessions of show watching or yeah, no, nothing new for me. I watched an absolutely excellent freaking um romantic comedy slash um uh sci-fi movie um you it's only on hulu but it's uh the the lonely island produced it um was that out yeah palm springs it's basically groundhog day oh i wanted to watch that one was phenomenal okay okay good um, D- don't say anything else no i, I, I won't say I, I another wanna, okay. freaking word man okay, cool. like all i'll say is all emotions great loved it i had such awesome. a good time watching it i am over hyping it let me let me downplay it it was okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> I, I don't want you guys to be like watch it and be like this isn't as good as Drew said no well, you know um, when i when i saw the trailer i was like that could be really good or that could be okay so okay that, that's a good that's yeah, a realistic was, uh hype I mean, it was one of the uh, best reviewed movies in Sundance this year. And it also was the highest or the movie that at Sundance, the highest selling movie ever at Sundance. Um, Hulu Mm. bought it for 18 million and 49 cents. That beat the next highest movie by 49 cents. Wow. So lame. (laughs) What was the other movie? 
I can't remember, but they bought the other one for when they bought it for 18 million. Literally, the guys were like, "Can you guys make it 18 and like or like 18 and a quarter or 18.50?" And they were like, "We can't do 18.50, but we can do 18.49." And uh, yeah, so now it's like uh, the joke is it's the highest selling movie ever at Sundance. Um. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I just saw this. Uh, just read that this was also Hulu's uh, highest stream. The movie was the highest streamed opening weekend movie on Hulu ever. So wow. the most like the most people streamed this this weekend, this past weekend on uh, Hulu, which is really cool. Uh, highly, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was cool. Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, shit. It's uh, it's the the ending thing that we do. Um, yeah. There it is. I can hear like when Brian pulls the guitar over, like there's and then like like sets it down and like strums it. Yeah. There we go. Well, everybody. That's the end of our show. You know, now that I think about it, every time we end the show with this little guitar rift, I always start off with the word well. I'm going to try not to next time. See how that goes for me. As always, we want to thank you guys for taking an hour out of your day to listen to us three dorks just goof off and laugh every once in a while you need a little laugh so we thank you for joining us for hours if you want to talk to us feel free Uh, we've got several places you can find us we have our Instagram page where we're probably most active you'll also see anything from us if you follow us on Facebook Real Doofs on Facebook as well We'll share some of the same info from Instagram, basically. Maybe ask a new question or two or share a free thought. And we've got the Twitter. You know, we're there. If you want to look at any of our past episodes, you can feel free to find us on any major streaming source. We're there. We're going to be with you. But our favorite place for you guys to look for us is at buttsunningwithbrian.com. Or if you really want to just cut to the chase, you can join us and take a look at our past stuff on realdoofs.com. You'll find past episodes. You'll find our doof meter where we talked when we were talking about movies. But it's all there. It's all there for you. Any other important fun stuff. Drop us a line on our email if you ever want to chat us up there we'll respond to you i don't know how quickly but we will and other than that it's just another week that's gone by there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world but one thing that you can depend on for now at least is that joe brian and myself will be there next week so i hope you have a good one take care Like, we ever had fancy fruits?
I don't know what that means. Is that like like a fruit that I get like like a like something like Mediterranean or Caribbean or something like? Is like a pineapple fruits? a no, fancy I think fruit? Fancy, I think fancy fruits means like it's served on a silver platter. Oh, that's also very good. I like bought fancy um, fruits. <laughs> I bought a, I bought two passion fruits. Okay, yeah. So uh, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, that's fancy. a fancy. Yeah, I got fruit. you. Yeah, and then a dragon fruit, which is like the oh, red that, one with all the spikes. Fan- oh, I hate mm. dragon fruit. It's so gross. Y- you don't like the taste of it? Oh, I hate it. It's so gross. <laughs> Did you get any first, more? Well, well yeah. okay, to be fair, the first time I had it was on a plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's that's it was not, like, no, that's... It was, like, I was on, like, what in is coach? this? And, and like, it was, were you in, it, it, were coach you in is coach? like the cheap, cheapest Yeah, economy, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in coach. Okay, yeah. okay, because if you were in like first class and you're having this fancy fruit, then cool, but like... You're just like jumbled in there and like a sardine packed in and you got this like dragon fruit. No, no, no. It was it was part of the little fruit salad they gave us for the for the in-flight meal. (laughs) That's surprising. I I did have some in like in the country we land in where where we Vietnam and Hmm. it still wasn't my favorite. I I don't know. I don't like it. It's like it's like very pulpy. I don't know. Not pulpy. It's like very it's got a lot of the seeds in it. It's got like it the felt, little black it seeds. It just felt very like rindy. Is that the right word? Well, you didn't eat the red part, did you? No, yeah, no. You ate it I, all. It, it's, it's, oh. uh, I don't know. It's got a lot of, I don't know. <laughs> I can't describe it, what I didn't like about it. Mine tasted very light. And I'm assuming that that's just because there was like one in the grocery store and we're in like... <laughs> the states and i just don't think that it's from anywhere around here so yeah by the time it got to me it like lost its <laughs> lost its kick uh but i still i don't know i liked it um, and passion fruit you... was weird because i didn't know what passion fruit looked like and it looks oh. like a little walnut and then it's got these little brown seeds inside um oh. and i added all of that plus some fresh coconut to my to my margarita and that was a lot of fun did you also add fancy. the uh the durian fruit to it as well no, no durian. Uh, no. It's hard to find around here, surprisingly. No, not into your fruit salad or your uh, your margarita. <laughs> I God, feel can, like. Could you imagine <laughs> having a durian fruit margarita? Like, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, oh Do you, you both worked in restaurants. Have you ever had to change a grease trap? Because that's what it would yes. smell like. Yes, that is essentially, <laughs> yes, that is. Yes. Oh, my friggin' God. I, I I'm not sure if I ever had to change a grease trap, but I was I was the dishwasher. So well, we oh, were yeah. all dishwashers. We've talked yes, about we this. Were. Yeah, yes, yeah, we were. Right. Dishwashers I mean, unite. Yeah. <laughs> we're like a little little club. Um, I, yeah. The grossest thing was like scooping out the the trough of all the foods mm-hmm. oh. that you're washing into, like the sink. Scooping out all yep. the food. Uh, yeah. That was, that was yeah. The gross part. So gross. Disgusting. 